0: Welcome to episode 526 of the show. Today we're going to be looking at prospecting. This is one of those issues that I raised with the uh, folks at Evolve Africa at the business incubation session. Unfortunately, since there were um, about 20 people over there, each with a couple of questions regarding their businesses, is not something we're able to go into in some detail. So this podcast recording is just so that uh, people can have a summary of some of the ideas that we discussed also a hint of where to go to next if they want to do some more research about what prospecting is and how it can be done now prospecting is the most important um, activity that you can do in business it's also the most important um, question that you can ask when it comes to running a business and that's because the focus of prospecting is to answer the question who are you going to talk to today that could become a potential customer tomorrow for your product or your service Uh, We started discussing this with um, Serafina, who runs a cleaning outfit. So for someone like Serafina, um, you have a cleaning outfit. uh, Prospecting is thinking, who am I going to approach today? That could become a potential customer tomorrow. And um, yeah, so whether you're going to approach that person uh, online or if you're going to approach people in church or whatever. But basically, those are the kind of questions that are raised when we want to start prospecting. It also involves the question, who could I talk to today that could become a potential user tomorrow? Because there are some people who don't have a product and they have a, kind of have a service. That's because they run an app or maybe because they run some kind of aggregator service. Uh, so let's see, people like um, all these people that are trying to create real estate platforms that will match um uh uh, real estate agents and landlords with uh, tenants so for those sorts of folks you're not looking at potential customers per se but people who are going to be potential users of this website of this app of this idea now the reason why prospecting is the most important activity and raises the most important uh, sets of questions is because if we don't do any prospecting we are not going to have any customers and we are not going to have any users and if you don't have customers and you don't have users then you don't have a business. At best, you have a hobby. So let me repeat that again. The reason why prospecting is the most important thing and raises the most important questions in the business, at least in the beginning, because after a while, you're going to achieve some scale and maybe prospecting might not be uh, that much of a problem. So for instance, if you are Dangote right now, I don't think prospecting is um, his problem. He has done his decades of trading. He has set up the cement factory, the spaghetti factory. uh, They've rolled out into Ghana, uh, things like that. So prospecting is not really Dangotee's problem anymore. His problems are more problems of um, strategic direction. You know, where do we go to next? What do we have to optimize? So, yes, the sales distributors at the bottom of the pole and the salespeople have to worry about prospecting on day to day. But the thing is, for you, the owner of the business, prospecting will not always be your uh, concern. But in the early days, we do have to pay attention to it. it is the most important thing to get off the ground, because before you get to Dangotee levels, as he is now, uh, well, legend has it anyway that he started off as a trader and what do traders do if not prospecting? Where am I going to move my rice? Where am I going to move my sugar? Where am I going to move my cement? That is prospecting. So no prospecting means no customer, no users. And if we don't have either customers or users, then we do not have a business. Now, traditionally, canvassing, uh, sorry, traditionally prospecting was done through canvassing. Now, that is where you meet people physically face to face. If you hear about people, if people, if you watch YouTube videos where people are talking about um, prospecting and they're talking about prospecting in the North American context or in the Western European context, they're going to talk about door knocking. Because in the old days, that was what pretty much canvassing is. You'd start, you go to the street, start from house one or house A, knock on the door, move to house B, to house B, to house you know, D, all the way through to house Z or 24 or whatever, and you'd be selling your services. So, for instance, you're based in Nigeria, you run one of those uh, uh, Canadian immigration uh, things and you want to try canvassing, Then it might be uh, to go and knock on house one, say this is what we do. Are you guys thinking of jack buying? Do you guys want to leave the country? Blah, blah, blah. These are the uh, services we offer and blah, 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 blah. Now, people used to do things like that back when I was a kid in the 80s. But uh, the situation of the country has changed. And so I would not recommend in a Nigerian context that you do go knocking door to door on people's residential houses maybe if you're going from office to office i think that's a lot safer so let's say you think your product or your service um, banks might find it useful it'll be easy to go to the bank uh, get past security going into customer service to say this is what i do uh, who should i be speaking with can i see your facilities manager or can i meet with uh so 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 on so so commercial yes that'll be a lot easier residential, right now in Nigeria, Uh, the way things are within security, people are more security conscious. I would not um, advise that. So uh, where was I? Okay, canvassing. Yes, physical, face-to-face, old school would have been door-to-door or walking up to random strangers. Now, canvassing is really, really hard, which is why lots of people don't want to do it. And the reason why canvassing is hard is for a number of reasons. Um, it's tiring because you're going to do a lot of walking around and the fact that you're going to be making presentations to multiple people during the day is also going to wear you out because making presentations, talking to people, that's tiring. You're going to be tired. You're going to be thirsty. And then canvassing also has a high rate of rejection because you walk up to people. Not everybody is interested. Some people are going to be rude about it. Uh, some people might feel, uh, threatened. Some people might be, uh, verbally abusive. Um, all kinds of things. So canvassing is really hard to do. So because of that, people think that canvassing doesn't work. But actually, canvassing does work. The problem is targeting is absolutely pivotal to success when it comes to targeting. But most people don't bother to do any kind of targeting. Targeting, just the process of sitting down and having you think, this is what I'm trying to sell. Who do I think would be interested where do they hang out? What would be the best way to approach them? These are the sorts of questions that we should have on our mind when it comes to thinking, uh, when it comes to targeting, um, thinking about who it is that we're going to run after. Because if we ask ourselves these questions, then we increase the chances of having profitable business conversations. Of course, you're still going to face a lot of rejection. But targeting makes things a whole lot easier. Now, let me give an example. And this is a real-life example, by the way. A few days ago, I was approached by a real estate sales rep at Sedi Plaza in Abuja. Um, She wanted to know if I wanted some flyers and uh, to talk about some of the building activities that they have uh, going on all over the um, city. And I told her I wasn't um, interested, but I tried to be polite about it and um, I left. The reason why I'm polite to people who do prospecting face to face is because as a fellow sales professional, I know that it's hard and I want to let them out, uh, let them down um, easy because after all, spirit de the cause. I mean, they are my, uh, they are my people, my fellow um, sales professionals. So um, I don't want to make that job um, any. Well, it's bad enough that I can't help them in any way. So at least let me be polite. Now, let's put ourselves in the real estate professionals, uh, the real estate sales rep, um, let's put ourselves in her shoes. Should she be approaching random people in public at popular malls in Abuja, it's debatable. Some people would say yes. Some people say yes because it is better to take some random action than no action at all. And if you look at it in that sense, okay, maybe you're right. It's it's better that she did that rather than sit down in the office because no business is going to come to the office. So she has to go out. She has to go somewhere. Okay, so let's give her um, credit for taking initiative and going out to a busy place that has a lot of foot traffic where you could speak to potential people so now if you're thinking about targeting maybe you should be thinking about high net worth individuals that's possible and maybe that's the reason why she stopped me in the first place because um um i had run out of fuel in my own car because we have a fuel scarcity right now so i borrowed somebody else's car and it's an suv so I'm an OK looking guy. I had just come out from an SUV in Sedi Plaza. So she figured, OK, maybe this guy is a high net worth individual. If that was her thought process, then OK, we might as well give us some credit because we have to be looking for some kind of cues or some kind of clues that will point us to the person that we're looking for. So there's a lot of um, secondhand guesswork that goes into it. So in this case, maybe the rationale is I'm going to hang out at Sedi Plaza where there's busy for traffic and I'm going to approach anybody who dresses nice and who comes out of an SUV. So um, that is also another level of uh, targeting uh, that could go on. So yes, maybe she should be looking for high net worth individuals, but does it have to be high net worth individuals that are roaming about in public or in public spaces? How about if her office was able to come into some sort of partnership with uh, some of the banks around? Because in Abuja, we have all the banks, you know, Diamond, Zenith, Stambik, and then, um, there are still some people right now who have money fixed in, um, what are they called? Uh, T-bills. Are they called T-bills? Fixed deposits, uh, basically, which is uh, money that is um, used to buy bonds, basically loans um, to the government. Um, right now, the interest rates are really low. So maybe they could have come up with um, some partnership with the bank where the bank gives them um, details. Well, first of all, I haven't practice law in a very long time. So I don't know if what I'm suggesting is uh, ethical from a uh, commercial law point of view, whether this violates uh, the client privilege, I mean, for the bank to be giving out this kind of information to third parties. So if you run a real estate agency, I am not recommending that this is what you should do. Speak to your legal team. They're the ones who have been practicing law long enough to know whether this is something that you can do ethically or not. Or, and if it's something you can do um, ethically, the best way to go about it. So um, they could approach the banks to re- um, get into some sort of partnership that, hey, if you guys have anybody here that has 5 mil or maybe 10 mil um, in these uh, T-bills and they're not doing anything with their money, and the money is going to come, um, is going to mature um, next month, the money is going to be realized next month, can we have their, con- their contact details? Maybe we'll reach out to them, see if they're looking into, if they'll be willing to look into, <coughs> so excuse me, if they're willing to look into some um, alternative investment vehicles so that's some sort of partnership you can enter into for getting high net worth individuals and in this case you can see that it's a lot easier there's a lot scalable than approaching random people uh, in public so that's something you can do when it comes to targeting high net worth individuals now remember this is not my recommendation but given this scenario apart from random things that we could do saying high net worth individuals maybe so um, have a think, if you happen to be a real estate person listening to the show right now. And then, there's another thing to, apart from the high net worth individuals, that's people who have excess cash and could be ready to look at real estate development. <coughs> so excuse me. Um, children have come home with the cold, and as usual, I've caught the cold as well. Uh, so I'm just trying to plow through the best I can um, with that. So where was I? Okay, so apart from high net worth individuals, you could also think of approaching people who are invested in real estate investment trusts, you know, people who are uh, members of those sorts of key schemes or um, sorry, not members. What do you call them? Subscribers? I think if you buy into a real estate investment trust, I think you're called a subscriber. Well, you know what? Um, don't quote me on this one. Um, for those of you who are um, legally inclined, you know, you guys are practicing law. You just shoot me a message so I can get my um, facts straight. So whatever it is you call them, whether members or subscribers, you could approach people who are members of real estate investment trusts, maybe members of the board or whatever, have conversations with them and then see what opportunities come from there. And so in this case, you're targeting people who might be interested in real estate in general. Now, whether these ideas are workable or practical or whatever, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to show here is that there's a process of targeting, which is absolutely essential. There's a thought process of thinking who might be interested, who might be able to afford and where can I find them? And this is what is critical to making prospecting work. So if you're not running through these kinds of thought processes, but you're just approaching random people in public, then you're putting yourself up for a lot of heartache. Because if you approach high net worth individuals the right way, even if that kind of person says no, at least you're discussing alternative um, investment vehicles. Maybe they might be open to conversations uh, another time. Worst case scenario, you're broadening your uh, business network. If you're approaching real est- uh, subscribers in real estate investment trusts, it's also the same thing. At the very least, you are broadening your um, your business, uh, your personal and your business uh, network, not the same as walking out and then talking to random people in public. So prospecting works, but targeting is absolutely essential. And so that's something that I share with folks at the Evolve Africa uh, business um, incubation. And um, luckily, um, Serafina was really happy, especially now that she had the right expectations and I got the sense that it's something that she wouldn't mind trying and it's also something that I would recommend uh, to you guys if you haven't tried as well. We're also going to um, discuss other forms of prospecting, especially as relates to online activity in other episodes because we've done more than 10 minutes um, so far. But just remember, prospecting will never, okay, let me not say will never go out of style, but for now, prospecting has not gone out of style, and so it's a viable option, regardless of whatever business it is that you're involved in, just like we examined right now with the real estate professional, and also people who offer immigration um, services, Uh, even though they don't knock on doors now, it's something that they used to do um, um, back in the day. Excuse me. All right, Uh, where are we? Okay, so that's it pretty much. That's the end of episode 526 today on prospecting. So remember, you guys can ask me anything by sending me, excuse me. <coughs> you guys can ask me anything by sending me uh, messages or voice notes on Telegram or what's the other one? WhatsApp at zero eight zero six four six six two one four zero. Again, the number is 080-646-2140 And the country code for Nigeria plus 234. Again, the country code is plus 234. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.